communications in general and transport systems, yeah. they really accelerated our requirements for time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, which went hand in hand with the idea of empire. Mm-hmm. So you can take the Greek empire. Well, even before the Babylonians, the Phoenicians, all these empires, the Phoenicians created incredible shipbuilding. Yep. They plied the waters and traveled far. And you need to kind of coordinate time for that. Mm-hmm. And the Roman Empire, right? <laughs> Widespread. And how do you coordinate with your colonies in Gaul exactly. from Rome? Oh, You're listening to The Sill Podcast, perspectives on art and technology with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Episode 90, The pH Factor. What's up with DST? Daylight saving time or daylight slaving time. Spring forward, fall back. It's the old adage that we use to remind ourselves which way the clocks go. And really, less than 20% of the world adopted it. Yeah. If you look at a map of the world, there are vast territories, including Russia and parts of Africa, South America, especially near the equator, that don't bother with uh, daylight saving time. Even Saskatchewan and Canada. Yeah. There are exceptions. Even within the countries that do follow it, there are exceptions to the rules. So what the hell are we doing with this daylight saving time? What is it anyway? Why are we doing it? Primarily energy savings, meaning that you extend the day Mm -hmm. by an hour. Right. And therefore, you don't have to turn on lights and use electricity in various forms. Yeah. That no longer holds, apparently. Well, just on the surface, logically, if you're using less energy because you've got more daylight at the end of the day, wouldn't you be using almost the same amount of energy early in the day when it's dark for an extra hour? Yeah. Well, in fact, when they measure everything that goes with the time shift, yeah. They say that if you are going to make the shift, the best way to do it is to make it once and leave it there. Go to daylight saving time permanently. Which I think Russia at one point did as well. There are some countries that have done that. Mm-hmm. They've gone to daylight savings and that's where they just stayed. Mm-hmm. The other factor with that, of course, is taking into consideration our position on the globe. So people around the equator or at the extreme ends, of the polar ends, mm. have no use for daylight saving time. It's only a lot of the countries, specifically where we're located, midway between the equator and the poles, where Mm -hmm. we experience more of the seasons and the changes and daylight and sunlight. And there are psychological reasons as well as energy savings that people will argue. For example, by moving the clocks an hour ahead in the springtime, you gain that extra hour of daylight throughout the warm season. Right which has also economic benefits. For retailers, Retailers. for sports concerns, golf clubs, that kind of thing. Sure, I get Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. Promote spending. Yeah, yeah. So who was the first person to propose daylight saving time? Loosely, Ben Franklin was the person who was credited Mm -hmm. with bringing up the whole idea. And it was in a paper they wrote to the Parisians back in the 1780s suggesting that uh, daylight saving time would save them burning a lot of candles. Right. But it was kind of off the cuff and kind of humorous, mm-hmm. right? But not. But it wasn't taken seriously until someone by the name of George Hudson... About 120 years later. Uh, 1895. That's right. ...proposed it. 
an entomologist. He was an insect That's right. uh, researcher. He wanted more time he, out in the field. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of these proposals are only because you wanted more time to do what you kind of love to do. Exactly. Specific to a particular application or use or requirement, not necessarily for the embodiment of all. Right. And so the very first municipality to implement daylight saving time was right here in this province in Canada. That's right. In northern Ontario in a little town called... Port Arthur. Which is now called... Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. Yeah, amalgamated with Fort Williams to become Thunder Bay. Yeah, so who says Canada is behind the times? We're ahead of the wave, yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't just in Thunder Bay. In fact, Aurelia was second. That's right, that's right. Only a few years later. Yeah, so we got the ball going here. But then it really became serious and more widespread when the First World War broke out. That's right, in Germany. Germany was one of the first to implement that for the sake of saving on coal. Coal coal, burning. Coal burning energy, Mm -hmm. etc. It was also to help the military machine, the, the associated costs. Yeah, and a lot of these countries implemented it during wartime and then dropped it because mm-hmm. there was no kind of need for it. So we've had this very interesting push-pull relationship with mm-hmm. the idea of daylight saving time. And one of the kind of false claims is that the farmers were behind it. Mm-hmm. If all the farmers wanted more time in the fields or something. Actually, most of them are opposed to it. Yeah, if you look into it, most of them are opposed to it. Well, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, that is the farming community of Canada. Right, right. So it's not something that is kind of beneficial and loved by everyone where it's being implemented. And as you said before, there are many, many countries in the world where it's just not implemented at all. And is there any big issue with that? Is there a problem with that? Mm -hmm. Obviously, coordinating time um, spread across... Time zones. Time zones, that's the word I'm thinking of, Mm -hmm. where if Saskatchewan doesn't follow daylight savings time twice a year, things get all kind of higgledy-piggledy in Mm -hmm. terms of coordinating with Saskatchewan, for Mm -hmm. example, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and situations where they have to physically change the time on the clocks. They have to change the time on the clocks because it's not automated like it is on a computer or your mobile device. Right, right. Right. So when you multiply that by the millions, tens of millions of applications, there's an economic cost mm-hmm. to actually taking the time to do all this shifting because they estimate on average, it takes about 10, 15 minutes of a person's time to go around even in their own home, mm-hmm. changing times on anything yeah. that doesn't automatically switch over. Now the newer ones do switch over, but the old ones do not. So there's a time factor. Right. The arguments for are primarily this extended daytime and sunshine. And again, that applies primarily to countries in the mid-regions between the equator and the poles because people at the equator certainly don't have a problem with sunshine. Uh, In fact, even certain areas of the world, Hawaii, for example, is considered part of the U.S. They -hmm. have absolutely zero reason to go to daylight saving times and they don't. And the cons for it include that loss of sleep you get in the spring, when you spring mm-hmm. forward. Yep. There are very good studies showing that productivity kind of drops. And accidents day, go up. The next few days after accidents, traffic accidents go up, mm-hmm. heart attacks, strokes, yes. the correlations with that. Especially if you are already vulnerable. Not yeah. so much for the young and healthy, but for the elderly, it goes up dramatically. 
as yeah. much as 25%. Right. Mm -hmm. So any benefit economically is kind of balanced by the loss of productivity mm -hmm. that happens. I asked my wife about that and I said, is it really true? She works in the corporate world that people after daylight savings time, their productivity goes down. She says, yeah, they miss meetings mm -hmm. the next day or two. They just miss them because they're too tired. They slept in. To be honest, I've never thought of it one way or the other. My experience with it, it's never really bothered me. In fact, there have been occasions where I kind of look forward to it. I don't know why. There's not a lot of logic to it. I'm mm -hmm. a morning person. Yeah. And so I relish that part of the day. And I think that morning people are less affected by that shift. Right. Even if it's dark in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really think about that until we had this discussion. Mm -hmm. Neither have I, frankly. It's just something we've grown up with mm -hmm. and you just do it automatically like anything else. And I think the fire departments have used this twice a year idea mm. to have you also check your smoke detectors at right. the same time to coordinate some of these safety issues mm. with when you change the clocks and mm. just connect them. Yeah. The one part, though, that never made sense to me and yeah. still does not. It doesn't really work well if we don't all do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. What's the point? That, that's the idiocy of it. I've never understood. Like our own country, how can a province in the middle of the country not do it? And it gets more complicated, too, because the time of year that various countries and jurisdictions mm -hmm. use to change the clock differs. It might be October for one or right. September for the other. And right. So, again, coordinating your time zones, especially with global business and global economics the way it is, can get very complicated. In fact, we ourselves in the last few years have shifted it a few days. It used to be in October, now it's November. It used to yes. be in April, now it's March. That's right. This constant shift and who's calling the shots. And again, as I said at the beginning, only 1.5 billion people even employ this. What about yeah. the other 6 billion people? Yeah. yeah, it all goes back to our relationship to time, which, of course, is ancient. The earliest clocks would have been sundials. Sundials. Way, right? Yeah. And hunter-gatherers on the plains of Africa would have worked their day out, their schedule, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. according to the sun's position in the sky or the moon's right. position in the sky. Mm -hmm. So if I had to meet my fellow hunter later on in the day, I might say, I'll meet you when the sun is just over top of that ridge over there. Mm -hmm. And it would be a way of coordinating. Right? Sure. It's where the sun is in the sky, the movement of the sky. Mm -hmm. You would use nature's natural rhythms. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's the other question. We're talking about rhythms, the circadian rhythms, which apparently it upsets. This is the reason why a lot of people have problems. Yes, with of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. Our regular rhythms. But speaking about history, though, that's mm. interesting, too, because you mentioned the sundial. Yeah. But it was also moved forward by the change in our societal habits, our economic thrusts. Communications in general and transport systems, yeah. they really accelerated our requirements for time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, which went hand in hand with the idea of empire. Mm -hmm. So you can take the Greek empire. Well, even before the Babylonians, the Phoenicians, all these empires, the Phoenicians created incredible shipbuilding. Yep. They plied the waters and traveled far. And you need to kind of coordinate time for that. Mm -hmm. And the Roman Empire, right? <laughs> Widespread. And how do you coordinate with your colonies in Gaul exactly. from Rome? 
Mm-hmm. And so the Romans used uh, water. water for clockworks, if you like. Yeah, two vessels put at different heights, yep. allowing the water to move between vessels and it would reach a specific point. That was a demarcation for a specific period of time that had elapsed. Yeah, uh, the hourglass was another. Candles were used the same way. Uh-huh. The candle would burn to a certain point. Right. And that again, demarcation and that span of wax that yeah. kind of evaporated, that would explain it as a period of time that had elapsed. Yeah, and then you had the development of what's called verge escapement, which mm. was a series of gears in relationship to oscillation or pendulum swinging were the early clockworks, the early clocks. medieval clockworks. Yeah, you're talking based. 14th century. That's right. And then you get to Christopher Huygens, who's kind of credited with the invention of the modern clock. That's 1656, 1656, I yep. Yeah. So all of this... Just hold that for a second. 1656, so for 300 plus years, because apparently the first clock, they don't know exactly. The first recorded one they have is in 1309 in some church in the middle of Italy. Mm -hmm. But apparently there were beginnings in the very, very late 13th century of some mechanical device to keep track of time. But the one that they, as I said, 1309 is the one that they have a record of. So Mm -hmm. basically for 350 years, nothing changed in the evolution of the clock. That's interesting in terms of technology, how you create something that works so well mm-hmm. that there's no need to change it. Right. And look at the time it. period. It's coming out of the medieval ages. Yeah. You're approaching the Renaissance. Right. So changes happen there, too, in, in relation to time. The world is becoming more unified. There's more trade between countries. There's a higher requirement for some kind of a understandable structure. And time mm-hmm. happens to be one of the primary... Yeah, the coordination of time and space Mm -hmm. as individual villages become empires. Right. And becomes eventually our world, which is a global empire, Mm -hmm. primarily of economics. (laughs) Well, leading up to the Industrial Revolution, where the big shift really occurred, you had productivity factors to consider too. How many hours do people work? How many pieces do you need? What is the productivity per specific period of time? So our relationship to time has really been swallowed up in the swell of industrialization and economics, Mm -hmm. right? And to the point where they're calling it daylight slaving time, because we are, we're obsessed with time. We can't do without it. And yet, when you think about your own life, Mm -hmm. my life, your life, it's not broken into little chunks, into seconds, minutes, hours. We have milestones we remember three years ago, eight Mm -hmm. years ago. But decades go in by. general, it's just a flow. Yeah. There's no discrete chunks mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And as we discussed once before, this idea of moments in time, where does one moment end and the next begin? There's no line. So our whole relationship to this world of time, sort of metaphysically, metaphorically, mm-hmm. <laughs> is at issue when we talk about stuff like daylight saving time. In a sense, it's an artificial manipulation of the technology that we've created to measure time. Which reminds me of George Carlin's routine on oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll play on Box Box. Let's do that. Box Box. So, what's your story? There is no time. There is no time. I don't mean there's no time. I mean there's no time. When the hell is it? We made that whole thing up. There's no time. We made it up. It's a man-made invention time. There are no numbers up in the sky. I've looked. They're not there. (laughs) We made this stuff up. When is it? When the hell is it? When are we, I ask you? 
when are we? Sometimes we think we know where we are, but we don't really know when we are. When the hell is it? All the time zones are different. Every calendar you run across is different. They'll all give you a different answer. These are calendars. These are made to keep track of time. <laughs> Everybody's got a different one. Chinese are way up there in the five and six thousands. Hebrew calendars way up in the five and six thousands. We're up at about 1970 something shit. This ain't a couple of weeks these people are off. This is thousands of goddamn years that are missing, man. How did they do that? We don't. We don't know when the hell it is. It could be the middle of last month for all we know. I mean, time is so, we've got it down so perfect that every four years we have to stick in an extra day just to make sure it still works. And we call it February 29th. Bullshit, it's March 1st and I know it. It just feels like March 1st. You can't keep track of the time. What's the sense? Give you an example. There's a moment coming. It's not here yet. It's still on the way. It's in the future. It hasn't arrived. Here it comes. Here it is. Oh, shit, it's gone. Fox, Fox. What gets me about this whole time issue is man's incessant preoccupation with trying to control everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just educating ourselves and understanding things. We try to create these control factors. Mm. Well, let's impose this daylight saving time so that people will change when they turn their lights on and off instead of perhaps instructing people in ways of conserving energy. Sure. It's like, well, they're too stupid to get it themselves, so we'll make it so that they'll follow the rules. Yeah, the same people who extend the daylight at the end of the day to make money and say that there's energy savings, etc., are selling you and I the air conditioner that we're going to keep working on because it's daylight and it's still warm and use that energy anyway. Exactly. And that's what I was talking about before, when all things are calculated, when you work both the pros and the cons. Yeah. It all balances out pretty well. There's really no gain, per se. It's really a matter of who gains. Well, in monetary standards, maybe, mm-hmm. right? But psychologically, it's, um, well, no, even there it balances out because people who feel better because there's more hours in the day to play in the sunshine outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's the real sad yeah. SAD, which means seasonal affective disorder. And some people suffer from this affliction, which is a condition that presents the traditional depression with symptoms like loss of energy, moodiness, appetite changes, and more. Um, Much like uh, traditional depression, Mm -hmm. only it manifests uh, during a period of time when people don't get enough exposure to sunlight. So, which is to say that from that point of view, we should have daylight savings time because- To help those people. Those people are helped by having the extra light, Mm -hmm. extra hour. So it's a complicated question, daylight saving time, mm-hmm. you know. But again, I go back to whatever you decide. Let's make it uniform. Sure. Yeah. If we're not all on the same page, it's going to create some kind of disruption or the gains will be mitigated greatly if we're not all doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. I just feel like it's over obsessive. What if we gave up clocks for a day? What if we just dumped all of that for a day and went through our days and we talked to people and we coordinated with people without referring to mm-hmm. hours, minutes, seconds, days. Yep. They used to say, three moons hence, three moons from now, right. we will meet in the great plane of da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Well, you need more than that particularly? And actually, even on a 24-hour clock, 
if you just followed sunrise and sunset, yep. you'd eliminate a lot of requirements for time establishment. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. chopped the world into minute little slivers of right. information, time, mm -hmm. what have you. How preoccupied do you think you are with time? Oh, very. I can't not be preoccupied with it because it's what makes the world go round. If I have an appointment at one o'clock, I have to know what one o'clock is and when it is. And that has to coordinate with the other person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything we do every day is, oh, it's time for this now. It's time for that. Time dictates what we now engage in. And I completely get that. If you have to arrive at a train station because a train departs at a certain time, I understand all that. Right. Airplanes and so on. But personally, I think we get carried away. Well, sure. There are other countries in the world where people treat time differently on the islands, in the Caribbean, India. Things move slower. Things move slower. Things move at their own pace. Mm -hmm. People are not always on time, and that's expected because it's a different uh, attitude. But it's not just a pet peeve. I have a reason for feeling that way about time, not just because I think we're a little bit obsessive, but also because when I think of any minor accidents or things that have occurred to me over my lifetime, it's amazing to me how many things, when I look back, occurred because I was rushing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That glass that I dropped, the window that I smashed because I thought I could save 30 seconds by turning my body around to unlock the door while I grabbed my attache case. Yeah, yeah, um, right. You know, I think we create a lot of problems as well. So to be conscious of it, I totally agree. To be respectful of it, yes, but then not get carried away. It's like, what difference is one or two or three minutes really for most things? Yeah. Yeah. going to make. We get downright anxious sometimes yeah. when we're late by a minute or two. But you see, with the ubiquity of cell phones, time is always right. Mm -hmm. I've got my cell phone literally a foot from my body right now, and the time is right there to be seen mm -hmm. constantly. Computer, mm -hmm. same thing. The time is on the computer. Everywhere you look. Right. You may run into a situation here and there. The timing is so critical that it's life or death. Whatever yeah. the situation is called You don't want for. the surgeon being an hour late for your surgery <laughs> right. because they slept in during daylight saving time, <laughs> right? <laughs> what a way to close, baby. You know, but it's real. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. an air traffic controller, it's critical for them mm -hmm. to have a, a balance between sleeping and waking that gives right. them maximum energy and awareness and awakeness during their job. Yep. You mess with that and you mess with people's lives. So I'm just saying... I'm against it, in other words. I think daylight savings time is ridiculous. I'd lose it. I'd lose it. And yep. a dark summer evening is just as beautiful as a bright summer day. Mm -hmm. So why not enjoy both in right. the summer? And like you said, if you gain on one end, you lose on the other end. So, so I, I hate golf, so <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. The golf courses are open later. Right. There you go. I'm right. not going to golf. Right. We really appreciate hearing from you, mm -hmm. whether you've got some ideas or if you just want to leave any comments. Yeah, leave a message right now. There's no time like the present, <laughs> unless it's daylight savings time. In that case, it's an hour later. Mm -hmm. The present is not now, but an hour later. Yeah, but it yeah, was yeah. the present yesterday. But a year ago, when you changed the clocks backward, that time shifted to another zone. And so, therefore, we don't know where the hell we are. Yeah. All right. Catch you later. Thanks, Harry. Ciao. The Sill Podcast, Perspectives on Art and Technology, is a Connecting Dots Media production. 
available at thesillpodcast.com. 